Welcome to another episode of New Savages Spirituality. I'm Simon. And I'm John. Just two brothers on a journey. Uh, tonight we're going to talk about something that's pretty close to my heart at the moment, which is the sort of element of anxiety and sort of panic and how we overcome it. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, it's, it's a real like prominent one for me this week particularly, um, as I'm currently on a course to retrain in a new career. And mm. um, as you well know, Simon, I was like a nervous, anxious wreck on Monday morning. Um, and it's it's still kind of playing with me now with three days into it. And uh, yeah, I'm still sort of like wired and, and ready to burst. And so subsequently, mm. it's something that's really quite close in my mind at this moment in time. Sure. I think it's a really funny one because no matter what we do in terms of our spirituality, our meditation, our understanding, um, you know, cognitively of the, I'm thinking this thing and it's having um, a response within my body, the kind of those physiological responses, we can't stop. You know, yeah. those those kind of primal, the, the reptilian brain elements, the fight or flight, amygdala response, that kind of adrenaline, the fast heartbeat the, the sweaty palms or whatever we get it whether we want to or not and i think it's actually it's kind of just understanding and accepting that which is easy yeah. you know to say in hindsight or or when you're not in that state but when you're actually in a state of anxiety and you're you're oh, feeling hard. yeah that, yeah that the kind of the anxiousness the just the dis-ease within your body it's really really Absolutely. hard to be like well i know that this is going to pass because everything in our bodies is telling us i don't want to feel this you know, yeah. I don't want yeah. this. I want it to go away. I want so, to yeah, run away really from it. <laughs> yeah, it's a really difficult one. It really is. And, and you know, I'm, I'm well into my 40s now. And you would think that it would pass, wouldn't you? You would think that, oh, you know, you've, you're at a point where you can understand that these situations will pass so that anxiety and, and sort of panic is not really necessary because what will be will be and you'll be okay regardless. But... It, it doesn't, does it? It's still absolutely there. Um, mm. I, I, this week for me, I've, it's left me feeling incredibly tired. You yeah. know, I, I, I know it's, it almost feels like I'm in a fight or flight scenario. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, that probably is the, the, like the adrenaline. It gives yeah. you that energy, but it also drains you. So you yeah. will be feeling that, I'm sure. Yeah. I had a, an unsurprising, uh, well, surprise day off today um where i should have been training but there was a sickness so we couldn't go in but um subsequently uh, uh i went to the movies i went to the cinema with with my my wife and son and nice. do you know what? i nearly fell asleep in the in the theater mm. um purely because my body had been so tense from the beginning of the day that by the time we got to the theater um i'd slowly start to relax and um, I just sort of got into the theatre. It was quite warm and comfortable. And my body just almost sort of went straight into, like, sleep mode, mm. you know. And it's, it's <laughs> madness. And I had, like, a two hours of distraction from the, from the movie. Uh, and then we came out and almost coming out, because I was in the five minutes from where I, the, the training centre is, where I'm, where I'm learning at the moment, my anxiety kicked in again as I drove past it. Mm. Oh, it's fascinating, isn't it? Yeah. It's funny you say it. I mean, I've got a, you know, a really strong recollection of when I was flying home. I had a connecting flight back 
um, from Goa to, to Mumbai and then was going to catch a, a flight from Mumbai back to, to London, to Heathrow. And f- like succession of things went wrong. So <clears throat> it literally got to the stage where I was having to run through the kind of the departure lounge, like something out of a film thinking I was going to miss it and then have to buy a new ticket. And it, it was like a nightmare scenario, had to kind of push through the, the luggage. But it was just absolute, absolute nightmare. But, um, yeah, like, I remember I was so hyped for it, like, so, like, hyper-vigilant at all my senses. And then I, I got on the plane, um, ate some food, and had, like, the easiest flight ever just because <laughs> I basically slept. And I think it was that huge adrenaline rush and yeah. then the come down from it was that just my body shut down and I I think I slept for about seven hours. So there was only a yeah. couple of hours left by the time I woke. And so yeah, it does have it's this huge, weird. huge effect upon you. Yeah. So over the last couple of years, both you and I have learned like loads of coping mechanisms to help deal with these sort of scenarios. And mm. what I've realized in the last couple of days is Although I know what will work and what will get me through it, I don't always do it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah like <laughs> I know for a fact that if I take a minute and do a little bit of centering breath work or a little bit of mindfulness at that moment, I'll be fine. But I seem to forget to do that when I need to do it. Mm. You know? Um, I think the, the difficulty with it is that, like, what you're talking about is being mindful and you know we're mindful when we're in a calm state and we we're kind of we're training sure. our brains to do it but when we're in the fight or flight that element of us is just put to the back because the reptilian brain element is faster than any cognitive thoughts so yeah. we're not even in a state to think i need to be mindful because it's like boom 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 what's happening i feel the or feeling all these things how am i going to respond to it so yeah we just we don't kind of think in those times and that's the difficulty you know that oh. we're just in this state of fuck yeah I, that that's the thing as well isn't it because uh, ironically uh, i sort of at the moment i'm going through my days like completely on edge dealing with these new this new skill set that i'm learning and then by the end of it, I literally uh, I meet my, my wife at the end of the day and I'm just like, it just switches off for a bit, you know? Mm. And it's just like, it's, it's, it's so overwhelming, that sort of element of when it switches off. So I, I thought about it the, the other day and I was like, you know what? I can't man- I've got two weeks of this, this course and I thought, I can't really manage two weeks feeling like this. Are you not like during the day, you know, like when you're watching um, it ebbs a demo and flows. or something? It ebbs and flows. I am, uh, I'm at that point. <laughs> I have a, this sort of element of me that says when there's something that, that I'm learning, I always want to be the first person to try it because mm. I just want to get that worry out of the way. Yeah. But then there's also an element of me that probably from a childhood er- er- era um that says oh what if i don't do it right what if somebody thinks i've done a bad job or you know that sort of thing and it does it, I, I actually 100 percent no it stems back to my childhood mm. um i mean i went to a, 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 a an all boys private school um as you as you know and it was really rigid and and sort of if, if you didn't do well you were almost punished for it mm. you know 
So, um, and I'm I'm of an era where there was still corporal punishment, you know. So I've had the cane a few times in, in my day. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the, I think truthfully, what's happening in these scenarios is it's popping up. It's coming through to me at that like that 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 sort of childhood issue trauma, if you will, is coming through. Um, so like the worry of that you're not going to succeed and absolutely that you'll yeah. be a failure and punished. Yeah. Whatever. And the reality of it all is, as an adult, I know that. I'm actually doing pretty okay with it all. Um, and I'm actually not doing a bad job. Mm. And I'm going to get better as I go along. But there is still that element of the, the, the little boy me who's stressing and anxious about it all. Mm. I was going to say, is it getting easier down day? Um, yeah, pretty much. Like I had, like is I said, it? I'd psyched myself up for today because it was going to be quite an important one today. Um, mm. And then it didn't happen due to an illness. So, uh, yeah, that makes it harder for sure. Yeah, so that's a bit tricky. And now the the my my the tutor on the course, um, he won't be back until next week. And I've created a quite comfortable rapport with him. Mm. And subsequently, now I've got to do it all over again tomorrow. Um, and I think so that, kind of, yeah, create a new relationship with a different absolutely. teacher. And for me personally, I find I do better when I'm comfortable around the person or people. Mm. You know, if I, I'll be more relaxed and more at ease um, rather than dis-ease, you know? Yeah, um, for sure. So there's now in the back of my mind, there's that element of like, what if I can't connect with this guy tomorrow? You know? It, it's but, always the fear of the unknown. That absolutely. I think that's the thing for all of us. Yeah. And the lack of control. We st- Even though we really never have control over things, we perceive that we do. And so a, yeah. a lack of perceived control is just oh shit you know how do i deal with this yeah. it actually reminds me of um a book i was reading on, that looked at neuroscience and they were interviewing a, a woman who she i think she was within the israeli army they have like a um, national service don't they so everyone has they to do, do yeah. it and she was in a parachute regiment and she had to jump out of the plane and she i think she was a doctor as well so she was looking at um her kind of physiological response and that there was nothing that she could do in terms of that as she was about to jump out of the airplane she would get this huge adrenaline rush and, and the f- faster heartbeat but yeah. the more times she did it that the response afterwards shortened so although she'd have that oh shit 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 i'm going to jump out of a plane yeah. there wasn't a huge backlash afterwards of it that she kind of regained her composure and and came to a state of calm a lot more quickly yeah yeah which it's makes it so the more it? that we do things, yeah. yeah. And interestingly as well, one thing I didn't realise is when um, like daredevils, you know, like adrenaline junkies are, yeah. um, when they've actually been tested and stuff in terms of like why their fight and flight is different, it's because they have underactive um, the fight or flight response. So the right. amygdala is underdeveloped. So they don't get, as much of a of a like a, a physiological response to it so it's not like oh shit yeah and so they actually can push it further and further to get that hit you know with that adrenaline junkie element so yeah. you may have an overdeveloped one and this i probably true. do as well so that yeah. you are you are perceiving um a feeling of not being safe so your yeah. body is really showing you that demonstrating Reacting that so yeah, even yeah, though yeah. you know in your head we're like I'm doing fine. The training's going well. 
a slight change that you've got a different tutor is bringing you back to the same response that you probably had Absolutely, yeah. on the first day. Because yeah, the interesting thing is, as you and I are both, like we've both been skateboarders for most of our lives. But yeah. elements to that have never bothered me. Mm. You know, like as, as a younger person, when I first started skateboarding, like hurting myself was never an issue. I, could, I couldn't give a shit, you know. So I'd throw myself down hills and things like that without a second thought. <coughs> Excuse me. What I think has happened is, for me anyway, as I've got old and I've had children, it's changed quite dramatically. Mm. Um, and so there's almost an element to me because I have a, a family and I've got to provide for my family, got to keep a roof over our heads, that there's an element where for, for me in this thought process of, of the last week is that I'm spending a considerable amount of money to change my career, um, which will have an impact on my family. So I'm putting a mm. lot of pressure upon myself almost. When I, when I said this to Sarah, my partner, she said, um, well, it's not a big deal really. If you don't enjoy this, you've still got a job. You've still got a career. Yeah. You know, and, and that actually helped quite tremendously because it calmed me down a little bit, took some of the pressure off of me. And I think we're probably, well, definitely myself, I'm probably my own worst enemy in the sense that I create this suffering for myself. Dude, we all do. Yeah. yeah. So second noble truth. Definitely. Yeah. But it's funny because I'll flip from one thought process to the moment in the sense that, oh, I don't need to worry about any of this. I've got it. I've got it nailed to, oh, shit, I haven't got it nailed mm. in the space of like 30 seconds. Like we said that in a previous yeah. podcast, acknowledging that, you know, it, that could be tiredness is the reason yeah. that could be yeah. the stress of the day at work. That could be, you know, my kids uh, are really needing my attention and accepting that, you know, in this moment, I don't feel okay, but yeah. I know that it will pass. And um, it is, it's a funny one, like fear, because it is so personalized, you know, for some people, it would be spiders. Yeah. For some people, the thought of getting on a skateboard would be petrifying to them. Yeah. For you, you'll get on a motorbike and travel at fast speeds. For other yeah. people, they that would be the, the worst thing in the world for them. They'd be like worried for their life. So mm. like, obviously fear is irrational, but we have to just accept for all of us that whatever our fear is, that yeah. it's relevant. And I, I think certainly as a younger person, I was maybe a little bit skeptical of, you know, what are you scared of that for? Yeah. Oh, but, 100%. Yeah. But actually, yeah. the, the response in our body, whether it be something that is really life-threatening or an email from our boss that we're worried about, it's just the same. So, yeah. you, you know, if we feel it, we feel it. So you can never um, kind of trivialize or, or say that someone's emotions and feelings are not relevant because they are. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think, I like yourself, I would think, like, why are people scared of spiders? The tiny little mm. things, they can't hurt you. But it's a natural, you know, reaction to something that you don't understand and you don't know. And the way they move, it can be kind of scary for some people. I mean, I'm not a big fan of snakes. But I mm. always worked on the theory if Indiana Jones didn't like them, I shouldn't either. You know. <laughs> yeah, because he is badass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Definitely. But, yeah, it, it, it is a real interesting one, isn't it? Isn't it? Because... People would say to me, it, like, you know, what are you frightened of? And I'd, I'd think, well, I'm scared of losing my, my, my loved ones. 
mm. you know, but realistically, there's nothing really that I'm frightened of. But there is things like I'm, I am scared of failure. I am scared of, of like letting people down. I am scared of letting myself down, you know, and it's, it's, it's actually quite liberating just saying that right there. Mm. I was going to say, uh, if you take a step back with that, yeah, you know, where does that come from? And probably yeah. as you kind of enunciated before, if you were in yeah. a school situation where failure was demonized, yeah, then I mean, what the fuck does failure even really mean? You know, well, if you unpack yeah. that, I mean, the the, the the mad thing is, and it is, it was not some Einstein said something along the lines of, you know, mistakes are where we learn. You know, it's that mm. whole element. If we fail, then it's not actually a failure it's a hidden success because we're going to learn something from it yeah you know yeah definitely it's it our schooling system and you know we we hop on about this a lot and and even a lot of the ways that we're brought up is it's about that you've got to achieve you know like and even just a day when you don't do much it's like i've been lazy we'd, we'd never be saying yeah. oh a day where I rested my body, I honoured my body, I honoured my mind and just allowed myself to rest. It's like, oh, I've not been productive today. So yeah. it's almost, to me, unpacking those things. Like, what I the think fuck you're does right, any yeah. matter? And yeah. as you've said, you you know that whatever happens, you've still got a job, you've still yeah. got oh, of course. A, a roof over your head, you've still got your family and a supportive wife and yeah. your children wouldn't judge you. So it's actually, it's the way that we judge ourselves, the way that we... Yeah we have this unrealistic expectation of ourselves of I should be doing better. I should, should, should all that shit. Oh, rather than just be yeah. right in this moment. I'm fine. I'm doing great. Yeah. I'm taking myself out of my comfort zone and, um, creating a, you know, potentially a different life for myself, a, a different yeah. you know, and, path, not traveled yet. Yeah. And we've said this previously is like the way we talk to ourselves, we'd never talk to anybody else. No. You know, like the way I've been sort of berating myself at times, I would never do to anybody. But, you know, we go down that pathway of punishing ourselves. And you see it all the time. There's all these sort of inspirational, like sort of pictures and quotes were saying, you know, be gentle with yourself, be compassionate with yourself. And it's absolutely true. We do need to be. But how often are we? Mm. You know, I mean, you and I have had multiple conversations in regards to, oh, I've done this, and now I'm beating myself up over it. And we'll yeah. talk each other down, you mm. know. Oh, and definitely. It, and it's like, <laughs> it's like we are suckers for punishment. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's madness, really, because when I look at it, I think to myself, I'm actually doing pretty good with this whole course in general. I'm sort of ahead of where I, I sort of need to be at this moment. So losing a day-to-day isn't the worst thing in the world. Um, And I'm sure the chap that I meet tomorrow is going to be really nice. Mm. Uh, You know, I don't doubt that. Otherwise, why would he do that job anyway? Yeah. Um, So um, I, like I, like, you know, like you said, you know, it's, it's a a Buddhist truth that I am creating my own suffering. Creating your own suffering. Yeah. But we still do it. We still do it. For me, the, the massive thing really is to actually, to kind of just take a step back and understand that I'm thinking these things, I'm feeling these things, but it's okay. You know, as I always say, it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to feel shit or to 
for stuff to happen, but to really try to bring yourself back to look how far I've come. Yes, yeah. I've got these feelings, but they don't define me. And bring yourself back to your state of presence. Yeah. And it, it is difficult to do. And, and like you said, in the in the midst of stuff, we, we very often don't. But I always do try to bring myself back to that. And also to give myself space to just understand, and I said this in the previous podcast, that yeah. a situation that initially we kind of frame as bleak, if you give time, if you give space and don't try and project outcomes and just be like, well, this is as it is. I don't have the answers right now, but I'm going to sit with it and allow whatever the course it's going to take is. Yeah. Then invariably for me, it actually turns out better. And, and yeah. certainly, so, you know, some of the, what I would call the lowest points of my life that I can remember have been the catalyst for huge, beautiful things happening. You know, it, yeah. even the, my breakup last year, you know, yeah. that was a really low point. Although I ended the relationship, it was still a very difficult thing to, to sure. know that I'd been leaving my three-year-old and that I got to see her every day and then suddenly I'm seeing her every few days. That's fucking tough. Yeah. But the time now that I have with my three-year-old, I try to make the most of and it's opened up the possibility and I'm in a beautiful union that I wouldn't have been in. Mm. So, but at, at that moment it felt like, well, you know, you, you talked to me when it felt like the end of the world. It's like, yeah. what the fuck have I done now? I'm missing Luna so much. It's yeah, it was tough, but you it's know, just giving it space. I, that's actually triggered a memory with me. You saying that I met a guy when I was living in Australia a few years ago. Um, and I'd sold, um, I can't remember what it was I sold, but I sold something on online and he came around to pick it up. And um, I just got chatting with him. We got talking about motorcycles, that was it. And he was saying how he was buying a motorcycle for his 16-year-old daughter. Mm. And um, I said, oh, cool, what sort of bike? And he was just like a motocross bike. He says, he rides motocross and he takes her regularly with him. and and nice. um and he was getting one for her as a surprise, not for a birthday present or anything like that, but she'd shown an interest in doing it. So he was getting her a bike and such. Um, and he turned around to me and he said, you know what? He said, I was married for years. We obviously had a little girl together and then we divorced about 10 years ago. Mm. He said, and the reality is, he said, while I was married, I was a really bad dad. He said, because I would come home from work, I'd sort of be tired from work. And I'd sort of like throw my boots off and sit in front of the telly and eat my dinner and just kind of not be there. He said, but yeah. ironically, he says, getting a divorce, although difficult and painful, has made me a much, much better dad. He said, because I'm so aware of the time that I have with her now. Mm. He said, and as the years have gone on, it's been more and more and more. He said, but I'd never waste a minute with her. He says, I never take those moments for granted now, where before yeah. I did. And I, it's always made me think when I think back to that point, because we do take these moments for granted. Even right now, while I'm training in this, this new career point, I'm, if I'm really honest, I'm not actually taking full advantage of it because I'm not enjoying the, the fact that I'm having the opportunity. I'm yeah. so focused on the what if 
Like, what if I make a mistake? What if I do this? What if I do that? That I'm not enjoying the fact that I'm actually doing it. Mm. And there's actually such beauty anyway in yeah. learning. Because for me, yeah, I think I, I mentioned this before in the podcast, but I've been learning. I haven't done it recently because the weather's been too cold. But I started learning the slack line. And yeah, the, yeah, I remember. And there's such, um, you know, there's that want to be really good at it. Yeah. And so it's fucking difficult. And mm. there's two trees in Lyme Regis. And it's like last summer when I was doing it, the, you'd set up this slack line and it's quite a, <coughs> almost like a theatrical, you know, putting this thing out. And then in my head, you know, the story in my head is that there's the expectation of people, onlookers that I'm going to be brilliant at it. And yeah. then suddenly I'm pretty shit. <laughs> and, um, yeah. and so I'm like, shit, I want to be good. I want to be good. But you actually to try and wish away that learning process and the humility of, and also the, the kind of little goals of I've done five steps, I've done 10 steps, etc. Like if you can already walk the whole line and then back, then there's not that far to go. Yes, you can do tricks, but yeah, the process and those small incremental improvements are the beauty. If we're mindful and just allow ourselves to, to just be a beginner at something. And I think again, societally, we always want to be brilliant rather than yeah. just enjoying like, yeah even the way you know people use the word mediocre but i don't think that's even relevant you know what does it matter whether you are excellent at something or whether you're just slowly improving or even whether you're not improving whether you're just enjoying doing something that process of this is what i want to do it's fun and mm. so i'm going to do it and as soon as we put those pressures on ourselves i've got to be the best i've got to be better then all the enjoyment goes and you see that with like i remember talking to my friend gordon about um he was over in hossig like a really good wave break in the southwest france yeah and he said um they were all having fun but the um the the surfers that were there that were on the the kind of the qualification tour to the main world surf tour were miserable yeah, and they they were the best surfers there, but they were having the least fun because they were going through this really cutthroat, really hard um, qualifying series where only one or two of them then go on to the main tour. So the best surfers there were having the least fun. Yeah. And I think there's, and, there's there's beauty to understanding that that we, really is. we can just enjoy the process, and it's hard because we are kind of programmed to just well, I've got to be better, I've got to be better. We're not taught to like exactly where you are is the perfect place your level of skill is the perfect skill for you right now don't project the future don't think about the past but just enjoy this is where i'm at but easier said than done absolutely there is a kid's film and i can't think what what movie it is but i've watched it with my kids and in in the movie there's a line that says the best player on the field is the one having the most fun Mm. and i yeah. You saying that about the surfers is like, you know what? The the guy that paddles out who thinks, Do you know what? If I qualify, I qualify. And if I don't, I don't. I'm just going to enjoy this. Mm. Is more likely to be the one that qualifies. Yeah. You know, like realistically, it's probably the, the facts of it. And, you know, saying that and knowing it is one thing, doing it is another. But, mm. um, but yeah, I think it, it's it's probably the truth. And, and another thing you said there about how we have this this as a society, we have this thought process that you've got to be like the master of anything that you lay your hands at. 
So, you know, you can't have failures with it almost. But my uh, my son Casper pointed out to me today, you know the saying, jack of all trades, master of none? Mm. It, that's not the original saying, apparently. The original saying was, jack of all trades is better than a master of none. Ah. And so we've even adjusted that to suit that whole, well, you've got to be great at something sort of scenario. The capitalist state of lack always. Yeah. Yeah, but doesn't okay, that, I mean, you'd to me, be better if. Yeah. But it feels like I actually really like that jack of all trades is better than a master of none. Yeah, uh, so, me too. No, yeah. definitely. I think um, with all that we're saying, it it's, you know, w- we can philosophize about it. We can understand it. Uh, but it's how when we are in these states to, to bring ourselves back to, yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I remember this is what I'm training for. You always say we're built for this shit. Yeah. And that, but it's when we're in those moments. And I think that's, you know, my take home from this, this chat tonight is that just to, to always try and bring ourselves back to center to, um, to bring ourselves back to the, it's okay. This is where I'm at. This is how I feel. Yeah. I had even this morning, um, I, been so excited i got a day off with um, my partner and got a lovely day planned um, and in the end it was a beautiful day but i woke up and just a number of things not even big things at all but i just felt disease i felt quite tired yeah. um i had real expectations for the day to be brilliant but the weather wasn't necessarily as warm as i'd hoped um i had to move my car from where it was parked because i had to park I'd, i couldn't get anywhere well, I wanted to park just like little stupid things that don't matter. And I actually, yeah. um, I said to her, "Do you know what? I'm feeling this disease. I'm feeling frustration, and but yeah. it's not about you. And um, but this is the way I'm feeling. I just owned it yeah. and was honest. And in the end, we had an amazing day and went to Dirtle and swam in the ocean, and it, it was phenomenal. In fact, skinny dipped, which was super, super cool. And <laughs> yeah, there were, yeah there were a few people around but it wasn't about exhibitions it was just about that feeling of freedom and yeah but in the morning my mindset was a certain way and it could quite easily have gone that everything that i framed within the day was shit you know oh there's traffic on the roads or oh, yeah. um when we got to dirt door it was like fucking windy like and it was really <laughs> quite cold um and so it could have been a disaster if I'd chosen to, and then also the reaction of my partner, if she'd been like, well, why are you in a mood? We've got a day off together. But because yeah. we, she allowed me the space to move through that and I allowed myself the space and didn't beat myself. And then by the end of the day, it's like, it's been a perfect day. It's been a brilliant day, but I didn't wake up like that. And I think this, again, it's, I always come back to Buddhist teachings on impermanence and not clinging, just accepting that, everything is impermanent so just move through this just allow that these feelings are here i'm not going to hide away from them i'm going to turn towards them accept them acknowledge them but also not dwell in them not really try and bring myself down but just allow yeah this is where i'm at this is how i feel but it's going to change yeah and then the flip side is when everything's brilliant don't be like it's got to change sorry it's got to stay like this it's got to stay like this because it's not no. no matter how no. good a situation or how good a time you're having, it will change. Yeah, and it will. And and, and I think that's absolutely accurate. There's that saying, don't let a bad five minutes ruin your day. Mm. You know? And, um, I mean, the, the 
the truth of everything is is that I'll go tomorrow for this to continue with my training and I'll be a bit anxious in the morning before I get there. But once I'm there, we'll get underway and I'll have moments where that will completely disintegrate. Mm. And I'll I'll enjoy the process that I'm within. And then I'll come home and I'll you know, there's almost an element of me that accepts that this is the pattern that I'll have for a couple of days. I think you know a, a key word is just actually what you said there. Accepts. Yeah. yeah. Like if you're not accepting, I don't want to feel like this. I don't want to feel like this. Then yeah. you suffer. But the the acceptance, the surrender to it, yeah, is where the peace is found. I yeah. know I'm going to feel like this, but I also know it will pass. And I'm pretty sure, sure when you're actually immersed within the real concentration elements of the training, that you are at peace. Then because absolutely your mind yeah. isn't going to be doing anything but being present, being mindful of. I'm learning a new skill. I'm completely immersed in this. And and that in itself is peace. That mindfulness is peace. It's when Absolutely. you're probably not. It's when you're waiting for it or where or pushing you're not against doing anything. Yeah. yeah. And your mind is just overactive. Shit, 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 whatever. Yeah, for sure. That's when the dis-ease within your body is at its worst, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. And it's there. there is some sort of comfort actually just come from having this conversation with you tonight good you know, so, so when, when i go in tomorrow i'm just going to relive this conversation a little bit mm. yeah what are you going to do before like what is your morning preparation because we always um, talk about what our, our yeah, morning so um, rituals are my morning preparation is and what's quite nice is because i haven't got as far to travel as i do if i'm going to work i um i have a little bit of extra time in the morning which is really nice Good. So I don't have to rush, which is kind of a, a, a benefit for me. Because uh, a lot of the times, uh, as you know, I'm kind of like, I'm always charging. Um, mm. But yeah, actually, this time I'm only 20 minutes from where I, I'm doing my training, which is really lovely. So Good. my alarm goes off at the normal time, but I'm a bit slower in the morning. I get up and, and take my time, have a shower, and I, I just enjoy the whole moment that I have. Um, and then I'll, I'll, I'll make some lemon apple cider honey water um, mm. and take, take my vitamin supplements. And what I like to do is while having that, I like to sit at my back door and just look out into the back garden and just, just be with that really. Not have mm. uh, my phone in my hand or anything like that, but just enjoy the view from my back garden, which is a little different at the moment because I've lost some fence panels. <laughs> so, uh, so it's kind of just mindfulness of a bit of nature then yeah absolutely just enjoy that and then I, I i take the journey with with my partner and 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 just enjoy we had generally have a really good conversation um mm. oh, that's beautiful of, yeah i build myself up ready for the day actually this morning really interesting uh, as we were going on our journey to, to to do the training i didn't get the message that we weren't doing it until i was i'd left home but i oh, go down Oh, it's not a big deal. I, like I hadn't got that far from home when I got the message, but we got onto a dual carriageway, and on the opposite side, uh, all the traffic had stopped. Like three lanes had stopped because uh, it's also the entrance from a, from a slip road. Um, mm. So, and they three cars had all stopped to block traffic coming down because there was a swan on the road. And yeah, and the drivers of the car, this was how nice it was actually. It made me feel really good. Instead of trying to drive around this bird, 
the three cars had stopped and all three drivers were out of those cars trying to help the swan off of the road down to the <laughs> canal below. And so, weirdly, it was, that's really nice. It's a really nice, it left me a nice feeling, you know. Mm. Um, and ironically, then I checked my phone and was like, ah, we're cancelled for today. So we ended up going back and around. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, the irony of it was that I was feeling quite anxious this morning. And that element of generosity of those people changed my perspective and this you know took that anxiety away and actually thought oh it's really nice there are nice people in the world mm, and they really are nice. for sure yeah absolutely i think that's that beautiful the thing that i want i, I want to point out to everybody that listens is that you and i we do these podcasts because we have a i believe we have a, a wonderful relationship as friends and mm. We've been on a, a pretty wild journey to get to this point. Um, and obviously, you run a men's group. I organize mental health retreats. Um, we do this podcast together. But by no means are we ever going to say that we've got this all tied, tied down and dialed in. <laughs> Fucking not even nearly. Yeah. So, <laughs> But I'd hate to think that anybody like looks at us and goes, oh, those guys have got it sorted. They know what they're on with. You know, and... And the reality is we struggle as much as anybody else. Um, yeah. Perhaps the only difference is we're really vocal about it. Yeah. And yeah. I think that that to me is the absolute biggest thing. I I had it yesterday. Um, I had a guy in the chair and it ends up, you know, I'm really trying to integrate my men's work, my, the mental health yeah. stuff with barbering so that there's not a distinction it's just this is me this is me being authentic and I ended up kind of really he, he was feeling like in the way that I was talking maybe that I'd got it all sorted out so I opened yeah. up about some of my vulnerability and some of my um my demons really because it's so important that we do if we're open and if we are um vulnerable it gives other men permission to and this Absolutely. is our big thing isn't it of yeah. breaking down mas toxic masculinity, breaking down the misogyny and really owning all of our emotions as men. And as I repeatedly say, just owning the fact that it's okay to not be all right. It's okay to reach out for help. It's okay to be like, I've not got it all sorted. I've not got it all worked out, but yeah. I'm doing my best in this moment. I think so, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. And yeah. we haven't got it all worked out, but um, we're, we're constantly trying, striving. Yeah. We're constantly... Yeah also being compassionate to ourselves and accepting that you know we've not got it worked out but we're yeah. on this journey and it's a beautiful ride absolutely and the the great thing is the journey's never ending there's no, no. destination is there it's, it's always you know we're on it we're on it and we're going to be on it for the rest of our days and there's kind of a comfort in that for me definitely. you know definitely so well maybe um that. when we when we do our next podcast if we remember just do a little recap from how the rest of the two weeks go yeah, yeah, and, for sure. and how you did navigate um, that you've got these feelings and you yeah. know, bringing yourself back to mindfulness, bringing yourself back to doing the breath work that you know how to do and whether yeah. you could um, within the days just have those little moments of clarity where, oh yeah, I'm feeling like this, but how am I going to move through it? How am I going to accept? Yeah, I think that would be a good idea. I'm keen. Brilliant. Okay, awesome. cool. Thank you for that, brother. Thank you for being oh, open. Thank you. Um, and checking in as always yeah well it's what we do eh? it is what we do brother and um obviously good luck for the rest of it i'm 
excited for the future for both of us. Me too, man. Me too. Brilliant. Right. Well, let's end with our prayer as always. Yeah, let's do it. May any goodness that comes from our practice be shared outwards in all directions and together may we create a positive change on this planet. Thanks again, brother. Kia kaha. Take it easy. Kia kaha.